everyone. This is Rasa with a favor to ask before we start the show. If you love listening to You Must Know Everything as much as we love making it, please recommend it to a friend, family member, coworker, classmate, teacher, babysitter, anyone and everyone in your circle and beyond. Word of mouth recommendations like yours make the biggest difference. And one more thing. We now have a You Must Know Everything online store with amazing and exclusive t-shirts, hoodies, and bugs, including, of course, kid sizes. Please follow the store link on our website, youmustknoweverything.com, to check it out, show your support, and spread the love that way, too. Thanks so much, and on with the show. Hello, Father. Hi, Rasa. How are you? I am wonderful. I cordially invite you to know everything. I accept your invitation. Okay, let's do it. Today, I have a theory about your place in your house, in your country, in the world, even in the universe. It's gotten cosmic already. Yeah. So my theory is this. People are like puzzle pieces. Sometimes you feel too big. Sometimes you feel too small. Sometimes you think, what's my role? What am I doing? I'm useless. And sometimes you think, I'm perfect. I'm the reason the world exists. (laughs) It's like you're reading from my diary. (laughs) Mm. But the thing you have to remember when you're feeling like something's wrong with you, like you're useless, Like, why does the world even need me? Remember, the universe is a puzzle. And everybody is a piece. And some pieces may be really small. Some pieces may be really big. But no one makes sense by themselves. No one is complete without everyone else. And so if even one piece is missing from that puzzle, you can't see the picture. What's a flower without a petal? What's a dog without a nose? So everyone's important in that puzzle. Everyone fits. And if you get too big, what happens? You don't fit. If you get too small, what happens? You don't fit. But if you stay you, just how you are, you fit perfectly. This is beautiful. I'm choking up on this theory because it's helping me see the bigger picture. When I think I'm the whole picture, I'm like, why am I all jagged? Why do I have these missing pieces and parts? Why are some things stubby? But then I realize, oh, it's because I came from these other pieces next to me. I connect to these other pieces around me. There are pieces far away that without them, the whole picture wouldn't be clear either. And maybe I can never see the whole picture, but I know that I'm part of it. Yeah, exactly. What's even crazier is we are growing. We are changing. But the puzzle is always growing and changing too. So no matter how you are, you'll fit in. Even if you grow, even if you change, everyone else is growing and changing too. So you still fit into the puzzle. Wow. I imagine some big sign on some big kitchen table. That's bigger than the whole universe. 
where our entire existence and everything and everyone everywhere at all time is being stuck together. And there are some pieces that are coming in. There are some pieces that are coming out and the picture is constantly changing. And the sign says, please do not put away this puzzle. It's still in progress. Do not put back in the box. Do not mix up. Ah, I hate it when people mix up your puzzles. Last question. Do you think you're an inside piece or an edge? I don't know. I'm growing and changing, I think. Maybe everyone can be a little bit of both. Are you ready for today's poem? Yes, I am. Okay. It's called The Surface by Jory Graham. It has a hole in it. Not only where I concentrate, the river still ribboning, twisting up into its rearrangements, chill enlightenments, tight knotted quickenings, and loosening, whispered messages dissolving the messengers, the river still glinting, up into its handfuls, keeping glassy forgettings under the river of my attention, in the river of my attention, laying itself down, bending, reassembling, over the quick leaving-offs and the windy obstacles, and the surface rippling under the wind's attention, rippling over the accumulation. The slowed down, drifting permanences of the cold bed. I say iridescent and look down. The leaves are very still as they are carried. Amazing. The action, the description in that poem. May I read it too? Yeah. The Surface by Jory Graham. It has a hole in it, not only where I concentrate. The river, still ribboning, twisting up into its rearrangements, chill enlightenments, tight knotted quickenings and loosenings, whispered messages dissolving the messengers. The river, still glinting up into its handfuls, heapings, glassy forgettings under the river of my attention and the river of my attention laying itself down, bending, reassembling over the quick leaving offs and windy obstacles, and the surface rippling under the wind's attention, rippling over the accumulation, the slowed down drifting permanences of the cold bed. I say iridescent, and I look down, the leaves very still as they are carried. Such an amazing poem. What do you think's happening? Two things. One, a river is flowing and going by, and there's the still glassy parts. There's the bubbling up parts. There's the parts where even the surface has a hole in it because a rock has been dropped or a fish has popped out. And there's the part where it's carrying leaves away and all the other bubbling and frothing and turning and stirring, but there's also the person looking at the river 
And it's about the attention of that person. Can she really focus and take in the river? Can she see beyond the surface? Can she see beyond a single element? Can she also experience and pay attention to the bubbling inside of her and the plunging and the holes in the surface of her own thoughts? And then get back to the stillness where she can follow a single leaf going by. That's my theory. Wow. That's amazing. I think that's a really good theory. We actually do that. We live right next to a river. We go down to the bridge over the river. I climb the first rung of the railing, so I won't fall, but I can see a little bit more up. And there's the river twisting and turning. Can I tell you my theory for what it is? Sure. Well, I kind of imagine it. Like, maybe the river is her thoughts. Sometimes they're smooth and glassy. Sometimes it's rough, bright white rapids. Sometimes there's holes, twisting and turning, bending and sneaking. Maybe that's her concentration. That's her thoughts, the river of her mind. And I think what you're talking about, and maybe what we're both talking about, and maybe what the poet is talking about is, do you get lost in your thoughts? Oh, yes. And are there times where you stop being lost in your thoughts and you're actually able to see them going by and you have an almost distance from them and you can enjoy them as a play like anything else? Yeah. The surface has a hole in it is the very beginning of the poem. And I think that's rare. Usually we think of a surface as the thing you can't see through, but obviously we can with water and maybe we can with our thoughts too. Yeah. And my favorite way to see past the surface, finding a deep spot and jumping in. Last segment of the show. Do you have a vexing question for me? I do. I have traveled abroad. And when I did, at least 20 years ago, there were two things that you could not get that we have in the United States. What? One was mint dental floss. And we had regular dental floss. The other was chocolate chip cookies. <gasps> what? They had cookies. They had chocolate. But they didn't have chocolate chips. And so those were rare to vanishing. The horror. So what I want to ask you is, are chocolate chip cookies a uniquely or at least originally American thing? When I traveled, it was a while ago. So they may have chocolate chips and cookies since then, but are they actually an American invention? Wow, great question. I'll look it up and get back to you. I'm back and I've got the answer to your fixing question. What is it? Chocolate chip information is necessary for my mind. Well, Chocolate chip cookies did start out as an American thing. They were invented in the late 1930s by a person named Ruth Whalefield, who ran a restaurant. And I'm taking it, therefore, that there were not chocolate chips in the way we understand them today. She probably took bigger blocks of chocolate and cut them up into chips. Is that what happened? Yes, but no one knows how it really got started. There's many legends. 
Some people say she ran out of nuts and pecan cookies and instead substituted them with parts of bars of chocolate. Some say that pieces of cut up chocolate fell into the cookie dough batter and that's how it became a thing. And some say that it was something she invented to comfort people during the Depression. Wow. It's inspiring to think that chocolate chip cookies, which we've taken for granted, somebody actually had to invent by accident or on purpose. And the idea that chocolate usually takes over a whole dish. You have a chocolate cake. It looks all chocolate. It tastes all chocolate. Rather than chocolate being a piece like salt on a pretzel or nuts in another kind of cookie. Yeah. They quickly became a craze all over America. Adults and kids alike loved them. Who wouldn't? It's chocolate chip cookies. They're amazing. They spread and spread and spread till other countries said, Hey, this tastes pretty good. We should have them here. Slowly and surely, they spread all around the world. Now you can find them in a lot of places, not just America. Fascinating. What you're making me think is that other countries, in a way, are actually doing the original recipe. They're not starting with pre-made chocolate chips. They're probably starting with bars of chocolate that they have to cut into chips themselves. And not only is that not not authentic, it's more authentic than ours. These are the actual true copies of the original chocolate chip cookie recipe in a sense. Yeah, exactly. So either way, authentic or unauthentic, whether they're in America or Norway, I don't care so long as I can eat them. Know Everything was produced by me, Rossa Smith, and him, Jeremy Smith. And the amazing music was by Furniture. Get cool You Must Know Everything merchandise, submit your own vexing questions, and listen to more than 50 previous episodes at our website, youmustknoweverything.com. Please rate, review, and share the show. And please tune in next time for everything you need to know.